0: Friday, the 5th of February. No, it's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm wishing it was Friday. <laughs> That's it,
1: folks.
0: That's
2: it,
1: folks. Scotty,
0: really... It's not a good idea to get high before recordings. <laughs> okay, let's try again. Last time I looked, it was Tuesday the 5th of February, and this is the iDeveloper podcast episode 78. We've been away for a little while, and boy, doesn't it show. <laughs> John, how are you?
1: Well, after you know, hooking up a couple of car batteries to some knitting needles and putting it in my forehead, I've managed to revive myself to to get over the deep depression of of having been showless for the last couple of weeks. Every time I would wake up, you know, at like four or five in the morning, check Twitter, check, check email to see is there going to be a show today? Is there going to be a show today? And then I'm brutally disappointed and can barely get out of bed. But now I'm out of bed and just incredibly thrilled.
0: You're not back in your uh, dressing gown, your robe, like you used to be when we did the video show, are you? No, because if you can't see it, it doesn't happen. Okay. Well, there we are. It's uh, it's fine. Well, J- John, we have a, a, an amazing guest with us today. I mean, a, a man that when it comes to technology terms, make us make us just mere whippersnappers. I, I refer to him as, as the clean-shaven beard of our industry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess after that build-up, you better tell him everybody who he is. <laughs> <laughs> announce it! Announce it! Announce it! Announce Gay- us Ay- us it! Gayog, 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 tutor 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 Oh dear! I see we've been spending extra money on the effects units. That's great! This is explains where all my budget is gone. I know. Georg, it's great to have you on the show. It's been been a long time, actually. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But there we are. We're going to we're just going to have a discussion today about. Uh, white labelling and OEMing software and we're going to get into it but before we do that yeah okay he's in the chat room he's back he's hot he's our one and only friend Mr Simon Wolfe and I want the chat room the world John Georg everybody my hamster to say hello to Simon there we are. Actually, we only we only do it because he hates it so much. If he would just embrace it we would stop it. <laughs> no, I think
1: that if were he to say no I love it, then in, in a fit of reverse psychology gone amok we would have to keep
0: doing it. <laughs> now if you've never listened to this podcast before, well I'd be very surprised if you've made it this far through so far to be honest. But uh um we're going to John, John, before we go any further, do you know what? What I am gonna tell you that this podcast is sponsored by Invasive Code. Invasive code. Invasive, invasive code. Invasive code. Everybody loves Invasive, invasive code. code. Do, you, do you know why I have to tell you that? Because I have been so bad at remembering to put the sponsor slots in, and these guys have been so patient with me that I think it's time to bring them in right at the beginning of the show before we lose all our listeners as normal. Mm, that's true. That's a good time. So, go. who are Invasive Code other than being a great bunch of guys who, uh, who, um, Uh, We're really grateful to sponsor the show. They do professional iPhone and iPad development classes with, as it says on their website, extremely good training material. Um, Yeah, basically, they train you in iOS. Uh, Their classes are iOS 6 ready. Uh, Their next class, let's get straight into some dates, February the 25th. That's this month, 2013, and it's in San Francisco. Uh, That's uh, your part of the woods, John.
1: Sunny, perfect San Francisco, as the natives call it.
0: Yep. And, uh, what they do is a seven hour, five day course, seven hours every day, plus a couple of hours in the labs in the evening where you can sort of catch up with the work, finish the exercises, speak to the, the trainer. If you've, you know, got some issues from the day, you get the training material, uh, you get a book with the slides and all that sort of stuff, lunch and, um, three months of remote support once you finish the, um, training class. And of course, the bit that I always love, John, class size, no more than 10 people in a class. That's 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 a, that's the killer feature to me.
1: Indeed, indeed, indeed. If you want to learn how to build apps the way that 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 companies that don't have time to to waste building apps, you know, in other words, don't have to, who are putting all their focus into to building the best things possible, it it helps to to be trained by somebody who does that.
0: Okay, these guys uh, have been a sponsor on the show for a very long time now, um, and they've been great friends to us. So please go and check them out at training dot invasive dot com and uh if you sign up to them um on the course and you let them know you're coming from us uh by they're saying that everybody loves invasive code they're not two hundred bucks off as well. Hmm. What in more fact, could you ask? Yeah that's uh uh that's great so go check check them out we'll make sure that their link is in the show notes twenty fifth of February in San Francisco. You've been meaning to um you know go get yourself IOS trained now is the time to go and do it. Right, there we are. There, There is no way that I will forget to put the sponsor in the show. I can feel good about myself. The sponsors could be happy with me. I can relax and just let you get on with it. So, John, take over from here. Okay,
1: so I get to give a little bit of history. So I actually uh, first remember encountering Georg many, many years ago on the WebObjects mailing list, and I just remember him being very, very friendly and helpful with his time at a, at a great uh, at, a, at a time when I was just first starting um, to learn software engineering. So uh, he goes back a while. So. That said he's probably seen lots of different business models, lots of different technologies, and uh, Georg got in touch with me and he said, you know I've had some good success in in the past in the, in recently in in Oeming my software and that to me sounded quite interesting because it's something that i've i've I did in, in a prior life in the enterprise software world, and i hadn't really thought about doing it in in the more consumer world of of iOS development, but it seems like Georg has had some success in that in that area and since i'm always interested in in different ways of, of of being an indie developer, different ways of, of of you know skinning the cat. I was very interested to hear about it. So Georg, uh, I think that first you should tell us a little bit about yourself, since not everybody knows you. Um, not not only your your software things, but you do some interesting things on the side. I'm always interested in about that. So tell us a little bit about yourself first.
2: Hey, hello uh, there. <coughs> hello from Sofia, from Bulgaria, at the moment. Um... Actually, John, you should not tell such stories. I mean, they reveal how old we are. Oh. So, hmm. uh, please, next time, shut up. Okay, uh, sorry. I, me-
1: I met Georg last week on the Hasselmade. <laughs> exactly, exactly. that
2: sounds much better. Okay. Um, well, as John said, uh, my name is Georg Tupper, for those who do not know me. And I am somewhere from Bulgaria, from Germany, from Netherlands, depending where I live at the moment. Uh started my software career on IBM 360 and uh, an embedded assembler for satellites as a kit and somehow I ended through uh, web objects and next and so on I ended in iOS development uh, but as John said uh, it's not only my Software interest. I'm mean, also a co-chair of the Green Party of Bulgaria, doing a lot of politics, uh, researching muscle dystrophies, uh, making software for robotic telescopes, uh, many other things. So um, I think this is enough for introduction.
1: Okay. So let let's get to the point. You you created this software called Plants, correct? Yes. Some time
2: ago. <clears throat> yes.
1: And I remember seeing it and first of all being impressed by the very, very clever and beautiful design work from from Marcello at Wrinkly mm-hmm. P and then you were foolish enough to, to let other people know about him and now you can't book him for love or money.
2: Yeah.
1: That was a big this, mistake. I know. But this is a software this is a software I believe that you did out of love, right? I mean it's like you have this strong interest in it. I don't think that you set out to say, Ooh, I'm gonna, you know, make a million dollars off of off of plant kind of care and feeding software, mm-hmm. did you?
2: Um, Actually, I started from pure love and from each, my own each, Uh, also Marcello uh, Mm -hmm. thought this would be useful for, probably mostly for his wife, Mm -hmm. Um, but it turned out that such a software can do many more things than just reminding you, give water to your, your lovely plants.
1: And so then, you know, you've, you you released it. I'm sure you had some some pretty nice success with it. But at some point, you figured that that, that there was a, that there were other people who might be able to to help finance and kind of further the development of it,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, basically, the, the the idea for this podcast uh, comes from uh, several other podcasts from John Siracusa and uh, Siracusa and Marco Arment and so on, who were beaching an apple why they do not um, allow uh, upgrades, uh, why they um, do not have uh, uh, beta versions or test versions and so on. Um, I believe that the, these, these type of comments come from, uh, are because of uh, big egos that we developers have. We think that we are the greatest, That what we do is, uh, is fantastic, they showcase and and so on and so on. Um, the the real in reality, our software. I feel that our software is something like a plumbing, uh, plumbing for the utility companies to deliver information to the users of iPhones uh, or mobile devices. Um, for, for example, for the uh, for the plant software that you were mentioning. Uh, We are working now on a second version that is uh, much larger, more more developed, and so on. It has a very strong server component, uh, where plants can, you can not only uh, uh, see the plants, uh, check the plants from the catalog and so on, but you can also order plants, and you can order them from the nearest nursery, or from the nearest shop, uh, you will be able to uh, uh, order things like uh, uh, biological antipests for the plants. You can uh, also make a photo- photography of a plant that you don't know. And somebody on a server site will look at this photography and tell you, oh, this is a marguerite or this is a snowdrop or whatever. Um, and in addition, uh, you, if you allow the data that your, uh, the, the, your data will be collected and will be also distributed to uh, to nurseries, to RHS in uh, in UK and so on, so that the people can learn, I mean institutions or universities and all, so on, can learn more about uh, the development of pest disease, plant pest, pest diseases, how plants migrate related to the uh, global warming and so on and so on. So from the very simple idea from very simple each that we uh, we had a couple of years ago to have a reminder, like a special specialized calendar to remind us to water our plants, we are now building quite large, uh, quite extensive system. And so,
1: okay, so I, I get the technical things and, and I actually do want to dive into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. but. You, Is this something you would imagine when you were first starting it, or is that you just kind of said, you know, I can start with something that that we'll see how it goes, and
2: and you you weren't quite sure where where it would end up? Um, At the beginning, when we were brainstorming the application, we also brainstormed different paths that we are going with the application. Um, Some of them turned to be uh, correct ideas, some of them turned to be very stupid ideas, but already at the beginning, we, we, we had the feel that if successful, if the first version of the application was successful, it uh, can evolve in a more uh, in a l- larger package of applications. By the way, we're building also application for the macOS uh, or OS 10 or whatever Apple calls it nowadays, um, uh, we, that will be for the professional gardeners. Where you will have the tools for to plan your garden and so on. Uh, we will have also uh, uh, companion applications like a uh, plant fa- plants finder and plant doctor, uh, specialized only for diseases and only for uh, discovering different plants um, and so on. So yes, we were playing with several ideas. Not all of them were good. Some of some idea came later.
1: And so if you want to talk about the, the business aspects of a little uh, of this, is this something then you said, I want to go out into the, the market and find partners, like, for instance, this ordering mechanism? Did you approach a nursery and say, hey, we've got an audience and we can help drive sales to, to your ordering system because we've got the, 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 the super enthusiasts that you're trying to target? Or you know, how did that work?
2: Exactly. I mean, when, when the application was established and it was also uh, – uh, featured by three uh, c- different countries in an iTunes store, I think mm. UK, Australia, and, uh, Japan and South Africa. Um, after th- it was featured, uh, we uh, started talking to different nurseries and shops, and some of them said, "Oh, great, great idea! We can we have an API for our org- for our uh, internal system. We can link to your server one day when it's ready." So there are people that already are waiting. A couple of nurseries in Holland and one in UK, mm-hmm. and this will be a good test test case. I do not like to start immediately with worldwide. It's always better first to test in uh, known country and then countries and then expand. Hmm.
1: And so, then what was the nature of the agreement? I mean, the, in, uh, so. You went out them. They said they they have an interest in it. Did you already work out some type of percentage for the for the sales that you're doing it, or, or did they say that we wanted, uh, you know, our own skinned, our own branded version of of what what was has been released as
2: plants? Um, actually, not the, the nurseries are not so crazy about um, uh, branding. Um, they want somebody to buy their plants, right? So what they want is basically, I mean if you if you like plant in a in a catalogue, you can just ask the application, can I order it? And he tells yes. And makes a reservation to the nearest shop. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the month we will get some money for these uh, pointers that we sent.
1: And so how, do you, how are you able to get the kind of end-to-end verification so that you know, you can say, well, I sent a reservation, but only they can tell you presumably when, when something was actually sold and therefore that you have a right to, to, to the commission or royalty or however it works out. How, how, how does that work out?
2: In general, the people are quite honest. Hmm. So uh, we can have a reservation, uh, like a reservation number, and you can go to hmm. the shop and show this reservation number so your plant is already packed and ready to, to be picked up. Um, we, we, we believe the honesty of the nurseries
1: sure and in in this particular case did you did you have to start with uh, you know I, I don't know the the i'm not familiar with the the nurseries that you've worked with but is it the case that these are big kind of ones that are national or or uh, and they're the only ones that have no, the, 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 the size to have the no, infrastructure no no, no,
2: no. normally uh, nurseries are uh, th- they use uh, they use quite extensive software at least in Holland, they use uh, very very good software very high quality software, because the software actually controls everything i mean the climate in their nurseries the the watering when the plants will be ready when will mm. be in bloom and so on so they have a very pretty extensive software they know what they have they they know that they have uh, ten thousand uh, uh, boxes of th- this plant and so on and so on so um, it is matter of uh, it is matter of uh, basically uh, Linking the both systems of API. So then,
1: does this mean that you've changed the way that that you've approached developing the software in, uh, of its life cycle? Because you, you, we started off this idea that that people were saying, "Well, it's really hard if if you're being a, a kind of a true to form indie software developer where you make a, an application, you charge good money for it." and then you know you have to figure out the whole revenue mechanism and you said well there's you said to yourself well there's another way of doing it you know maybe you charge some smaller amount of money cuz plants is it, you pay money for it it's not a free software exactly company. exactly but 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 in this particular case moving forward i would imagine that that more of, of the money from it will come from these these you know these royalties these commissions you get for for pushing people to buy actual physical stuff from actual physical companies rather than virtual thingies.
2: We hope so. Uh, mm-hmm. We hope also that this, this, the, the statistical data that we are going to collect uh, will be used also by, uh, by nurseries, by researchers, by universities, and so on for, um, for uh, monitoring, for instance, disease. Like in UK, mm-hmm. you have this uh, ash tree uh, diebacks. So you can monitor these type of things. You can report uh, if you see something, and so on. So there are several sources we're going to roll out slowly. First, with a couple of test sites, then a couple of countries, and so on.
1: And the infrastructure for doing this. So you know they they have their own systems. Maybe some of them are, are cloud based or mm-hmm. or. But oh, for there, the infrastructure. Your side of, of it.
2: Any any type of infrastructure. I mean. Uh, quite often you have to exchange like a uh, Excel spreadsheets. I mean, they can generate them automatically mm-hmm. every night and you can uh, pick them from a SFTP server or whatever. Sure. Or you have some more sophisticated uh, rest APIs depends.
1: And you have this expertise and interest in, in nurseries. Do you think that there are other, you know, other industries? Because th- this, I, this I find actually really quite interesting that, that, you know, but but do you think this is something that is special because of nurseries because of of their plant control systems that makes this possible or or you know are there other other things?
2: Uh, to be honest, last ten years, no matter what type of software I touch, always there are such type type of opportunities. Uh, mm-hmm. We have also astronomical software that we do something similar also. Uh, developing the second version of the astronomical version. Actually, the astronomical software is a different story. We started with a ma- massive uh, server system-based system, based ser- uh, system uh, for robotic telescopes, real telescopes that drive the telescoping, yeah. the big, st- the big stuffs. Yeah. And now we are going to move to uh, to the um, uh, I- iPad mostly, and iPhone a little bit. Uh, but then again, it turned out that many of the universities, the smaller universities, they do not have the infrastructure to host the, the gigabytes of imaging that their uh, instruments are collecting. or not, mm-hmm. and, and not to speak for amateur astr- astronomers that uh, definitely do not have this ability. So we are going to, make, uh, to launch a service called um, Stars in the Cloud uh, for basically people Taking remote or local uh, images, astronomical images, and hosting them in a, in, a, in a cloud.
1: That's awesome. So, the, is there enough available? Uh, how do we say it, infrastructure resources of telescope time t- to 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 meet this demand? Or, I mean, I I, I don't know anything about this, but my assumption is, is if there's a telescope, there's a limited number of. Of whatever of viewing hours and, and cloudless environments and, and so on and so forth, so I was always under the impression that every available bit of of time was already being used by people Un, who,
2: unfortunately unfortunately, this is not true because mm. uh, quite often you have the uh, the older systems even, but even the, the the very modern very high tech system like the kex or the uh, Palo alto or all, the, all these uh, modern uh, telescopes. The, the the old way of thinking of astronomers is I will book the telescope for an entire night. Mm. So uh, two three years ago, uh, several uh, universities that started initiatives uh, called RTML uh, Remote Telescope Market Language, and they have also uh, made, made a com- com- uh, committee how to can how someone can exchange a request for observations. So my company is developing now the first RTML server, or probably the second, I don't know anymore, uh, so that the people can exchange, so you can say, okay, I give you two hours in my telescope against three minutes for Keck time, and uh, this type of exchange of observation time.
1: That's totally cool so and I have to imagine that's a pretty easy business proposition to make to universities or researchers you know who are as if they're, they're swimming in money is, is there much sorry is there is there much of a kind of super amateur market out there i mean people that
2: i mean if you think about uh, amateur journals like uh, Sky and Telescope or astronomy or so on, they're printed in i think about fifty hundred thousand copies every month
0: mm. so
2: this is the size normally of the amateur ma- astronomers that are willing to, uh, to to pay some significant amounts of money because most of them they have a quite expensive telescope mm. so but also for the universities I mean the reality is that mo- most universities do-, do not have the facilities I mean they have no no clue how to make a Robotic uh, software—they have no clue how to exchange. I mean, REST APIs and so on. They're astronomers; they don't want to be computer IT uh, companies.
1: Precisely, but they all have a resource. I mean, this whole notion of, of the sharing economy—it's it's become yeah. quite big. Yeah. Um, it was—it was—it was actually last year's at Macworld where this service called. Um, uh, Lift LYFT, L-Y-F-T mm-hmm. launched and that was you know it's another car sharing service, but their trick was is that they make it work for individuals with cars and driving record. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a, a clean driving record, you can you can sign up for this thing, you use your car, you put this little pink mustache on your car, and all of a sudden now you can take you know your, your otherwise your your unused investment in a car and put it to work and actually earn pretty decent money. I've spoken to a number of them, and I love this idea about saying that there's so many resources out there, whether it is the you know the, the caring capacity for a modern nursery or a telescope or god knows how many other different opportunities there are out there mm-hmm. and it's it's not it it, it i'm imagining that it's the, the technical aspects of the software stuff that that people who listen to this show you know live breathe and and, and drink right you know basic web services client server computing basic ios stuff but it, mm-hmm. the, the trick here is is having the idea
2: <laughs> no well um I, I think also you need a lot of knowledge about server software Sure I mean uh, maintaining terabytes of databases um, and uh, be able to uh, w- look quickly in such a ter- databases find a particular star in particular image or whatever it's not not exactly a simple task
1: no 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 and I'm not tr- I'm not trying to to, to, to remove that. I'm, I'm just saying that you know the, of, of course that type of, of super image processing but mm-hmm. but I mean you mentioned some of the the ways in which you're exchanging data with with a nursery, right? So I mean, no. I, I'm just saying that 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 the, no, that, this the is not the
2: rocket science, no,
1: right? And that, that 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 this really does represent a new way of thinking about how you get paid, because mm-hmm. you know, in, in this wild new economy, that all the old old assumptions you'd make about about how you make a living exactly. as a software developer I think that have the,
2: to. The important lesson here is to 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 write uh, ego less software. I mean. Mm-hmm. Don't don't think that your 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 piece of software is the center of the universe. Uh, mm. You have to to think like your piece of software is just a delivery mechanism for others.
1: That's right. The real center of the universe is is the star that somebody's exactly. trying to Exactly.
0: <laughs> I think I mean, I'm just going to. butt... I've been very quiet because I've just been listening to to this and really enjoying it. And you've been doing a great job, John. Um, but um, there's something that comes across here. To me and Georg's approach that actually so much, um, iOS software is seen as throwaway. Um, whereas, you know, to create a server infrastructure to link things together is it, it, in some ways making quite a big commitment to a community, be it the, the nurseries, the astronomy, telescopes, the universities, however else. And um, it was probably a, maybe a slightly larger investment because, because servers are not cheap. I know they're nowhere near as expensive as they used to be. Um, so I mean, Georg, you 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 you've been doing this stuff, and I know you have a real history in server side software. So for you, this is just like a you know these are tiny little projects compared to some of the stuff you do. But do, do does this whole oh, I have to create an infrastructure once it's there. I have to keep it there. I can't just choose to stop development because you know I have all these people around. Does does that affect your decision making on things you're going into with this? Mm, not for us.
2: Uh, for instance, for the for the for the uh, astronomy and uh, I mean the, the 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 plant database is tiny. I mean, this is you can put it in a Mac Mini, and that's it. Um, it's more different it's more different story in the, uh, for the astronomy software. Uh, again, here you have two types of data. You have uh, t- important data, uh, transactional data, where you, you have to search for something and so on. And this is something that we maintain in our own servers. We know how to do it. And we, if one server is full, we can add another one. But the bulk of the data, I mean, the, the images themselves that are ter- terabytes and so on, we can put on Amazon. So it is a quite, I think, nice, quite nice combination of both of them.
1: Makes sense to me. The, exp- the most expensive stuff is always the, the files, isn't it? It's not the, the metadata. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes. I mean, expensive in terms of uh, of space,
1: right? In this space, yeah. Right, and yeah, a lot of But it's
2: also not so crucial. I mean, if Amazon's right. uh, have a uh, hiccup, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah, so so
0: what do. technologies do you use to implement your server side um, <coughs> infrastructure? so are they are they the same every time? Do you have like a, a common common infrastructure you're, you're rolling out, or do you sort of clone it each time and redo it? How, how does that work? Uh, w-
2: during the last decade, decades or so, we gather quite a lot of uh, uh, web objects code. We still use web objects for most of the things, on the server- side software. Uh Probably we have about three four hundred thousand lines of reusable frameworks and web objects um, They include stuff like simple stuff like uh, user management uh, and uh, passwords and so on but also uh, you can quite uh, quick quickly build entire sites with menus with all these components and blah 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 and so on. They include things like um, accounting uh, uh, REST APIs, all, all kinds of I mean, very common things. Uh, by the way we have at the moment we have probably about 7-8 million users in other server uh, projects that we have. So uh, we know how to scale this. Uh, lately we're uh, playing with um, uh, different uh, NoSQL databases. And we are slowly thinking, experimenting now to move slowly away from web objects uh, to <coughs> uh, some more uh, Objective C slash uh, C solutions where we are building something like a core da- data, but for uh, basically as a very high le- level model. And underneath, we have uh, different adapters for MongoDB. for uh, Front base for one day, probably for Oracle and others.
1: Hmm. So, Mr. Scotty Scott Scott, what else do you have to say?
0: Well, I, I just find it. Uh, I I didn't realise actually, Gilg that you've done some of this stuff. I knew you would do, do your big corporate stuff and all the rest of it. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I just find it it really interesting. So, what next would be my question? Well, yeah, what what's what's the dream? Well well, first of all, we have to finish them because we are w-
2: working also we have still we have our banking software, and every every year we have a new version of our banking and mobile operator software, and this pays the bills most most of the time. So we have to work on them. Uh, we also uh, just signed up a very large educational project with one of the uh, regional ministry of Education in Germany. Uh, we we do also consulting work, so it always happens that our own babies are come last in the, in the line. Um, so we have to f- finish and release the 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 second version of our astronomy pla- and uh, plant uh, software. And I hope to two thousand thirteen will we will have a first light for both of them. Um, But my biggest dream at the moment is to really replace what was once the EUF uh, with the web objects, to replace it in a better, more clever way so that we can use, uh, seamlessly, we can use uh, different types of databases not only relational databases but also, um, uh, as as I told you, NoSQL databases and also, we, uh, one of my dreams is to replace the uh, core data, so that we do not have the thinking difficulties that we have currently with the iCloud.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs>
1: There's a topic for a show.
0: You, uh, you web objects guys, you love Jiof, don't you? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I,
2: this is something that I will never stop being amazed. I mean, it's already how many? Fifteen years? No, not more. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's very, very, very old technology. For, for the DB kit came, I think, 92, 1992, yeah. uh, 1994, I believe. Uh, uh, Craig Friederiki actually wrote the UF 3 uh, with the editing context as we know it now. And, I mean, since that time, no other... Uh, framework came close to the web objects. I mean, it's quite, I mean, I cannot explain it, actually.
1: It was very, very clever. Yeah. Many, 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 many years ahead of its time. So.
0: And it's it's ruined you web objects people for life, hasn't it? There we are. <laughs> Scarred forevermore. Nothing will ever satisfy you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what can we say? Georg, that's been uh, that's been really interesting. Thank you for, for sharing. Well what with us. what
2: what I wanted to add an, another thing. I mean I was looking at many other I mean, from just looking at the at, at a chat now, uh who is in the chat and I, I see many other uh, I can think of many other applications of the people that are listening that uh could actually uh, use our model of making money or developing. I mean, I can think about of Drew's uh, mental case, mm. where, for instance, I can imagine people can sell or uh, memory cards. I mean, even I'm talking to Drew to sell them uh, to sell him plant and uh, flowers uh, cards. Um, but also, he can also have uh, connections to my software and so on. Uh, I can imagine um, even in John's memory minder that could be used for things like, uh, for instance, electronic newspapers have uh, from time to time articles with badges of phot- photographies, uh, photographs and I can imagine that, that something like memory minder could be used very well from uh, publishers. Um, linking to their publishing sites and so on. So I, I can see many, many cases where people can make much more money if they do not put the, their software in the center of the universe.
1: It's totally true.
0: Yeah. And that's, that, that's the key, isn't it? We all have to think that we are the center of the universe. And um, it's uh, it's a really you know the, the technology isn't an issue that's it's that attitude it's always attitude and culture that's the hardest thing to change and um yeah it's uh, uh i think that's going to be a tough nut to crack okay Georg, thank you very much for that um uh it's uh it's been a pleasure listening to you and have you back on the show again just remind us where people can find out about you how they can follow you on twitter and all the normal stuff that's uh will help turn you into the uh, superstar, rock star that you are.
2: Okay. Uh, people can follow me on Twitter at uh, Tuperf and the same is also at, at app.net. Although I never apped uh, there, I never sent a message. I'm just in listening mode at the moment. Um, my, our website is uh, uh, www2 and that website, because we are doing the websites of so many people, our website is completely empty. So just a nice shell made again by Marcello who is the best and the busiest and the most unreal reliable designer in the world and hopefully one day you will get also the uh, what what I was telling you about the the, the core data replacement uh, open sourced so stay stay tuned
0: we look forward to that day. you heard it here first people open uh, core data replacement open source from Georg. We will. We will said, John. You got anything to wrap up with? Otherwise, just tell us tell us about yourself again. Well, when I'm hiding out in my
1: cave and hoping to escape georg's wrath, because what he re- has not revealed is that you know his start in in writing satellite control software he made him well suited to become the number one software control systems developer for for various <laughs> various militarized satellites. So. be very nice to Georg at all times
0: or he will press the wrong button and your ass will be vaporized (laughs) there's some people in the chat room wishing they'd known that up front now
1: (laughs) but don't worry because Joshua's like doesn't matter I've got an Arduino controlled pop gun I'll defend myself
0: your your pop gun versus the might of the US military satellites Joshua you could be in trouble (laughs) precisely (laughs)
1: <laughs> but my name is john fox you can find out all about my product memory Miner, at com, and you can follow me on twitter as Jembe, d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum
0: and my name is scotty and i've been very quiet this episode and just thoroughly enjoyed just listening in so thank you gilg thank you john uh you can follow me on twitter as um at macdevnet you can follow me on uh um, ADN as Scotty, uh, check out stuff at ideveloper.tv or nsconference.com. This has been the iDeveloper Podcast, episode seventy-eight. Thank you for listening. Thank you chat room for um, having totally irrelevant conversations as usual and just totally ignoring us. Um, but we enjoy watching it go by. So everybody, until next time, you all take care.